What's up, everybody? I'm Wayne G, joined, as always, by Sully. Ayo! It is Infinity Sports. Now, what can you look forward to today? Well, we're going to be talking about the NFL playoffs round one, of course. We've got two uh, possibly trade rumors, uh, some NBA news, including a record by LaMelo Ball. But first things first, I just want to say, if you are listening to the show, meaning audio format, you downloaded or streamed it, we thank you very much. Please rate and review. Also, if you'd like some bonus content or things that you don't get to experience listening, check out the video podcast. It's available on YouTube the next day after we do it, or if you want to catch it live, Mondays at 7 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, as well as... um, I was going to say, as well as... uh, (laughs) On... um, uh whatever so youtube we can find all the stuff which speaking of youtube i I do have to say uh our mock draft episode is now up to like 400 and some odd views um so doing really well lots that's pretty dope yeah lots lots of of comments comments. yeah we got uh we've gotten i think three or four new subscriptions out of it so definitely it's doing really well we appreciate everybody tuning in and like i said if you do check it out on youtube the next day or later on if you do check it out live, you can actually comment on the show. We'll put your show up there, uh, your comment up on the show. You actually get to be part of it, so that's pretty cool as well. And of course, check us out on social media: uh, Facebook, YouTube. I mean, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Excuse me. Uh, I don't have all the graphics today because I'm in a rush to put this all together. <laughs> um, but uh, the first thing, uh, okay, like and subscribe. That was the first uh, screen. I guess I should have had it up while I was saying that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that screen. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the Bills playoff, and we're going to jump in right into the NFL. The Bell, the Bills win for the first time since 1995 in the playoffs. I, I felt like we knew it was coming. They were 13 and three in the regular season. Their defense is stout. Uh, you know, Josh Allen's been playing phenomenal. I'm not super surprised they won this game. I don't know. It's not that I'm surprised, but I mean, the the I, like I said, I had the Colts. You know, going to the Super Bowl. So, and I mean, the Colts played a great game. It's just you know. Certain decisions had had a ton of impact on the game, and and but I mean it was it was a, it was a really good game to watch. I mean Josh Allen's emerging into a star. I'm pretty sure he's the first quarterback ever to throw for 300 yards, uh, rush for at least 50, and complete at least 70 percent of his passes in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, and watching him play is always fun. Like we had that throw that we just showed on the highlight reel, so effortless. It's just like 35 yards with a flick of a wrist, just so effortless throwing. He can the ball. slang that tater, man. Um, now, on the flip side of things, Philip Rivers didn't play horrible, didn't play great, but was this the last game of his career? Um, maybe. I mean, they got Jacob Eason, who's, you know, I think they've got grooming on for the next, so we'll see. But I, I don't know. I think he played pretty well this year. He did, and I know that Frank Reich wants him back. He's come out and said, I want Philip Rivers as a quarterback next year. But I, I know everyone kind of felt like this was his swan song. Like he was hoping he'd kind of get in the playoff, maybe get to the Super Bowl. I know he's never won one. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl in his career, he retires. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't think first ballot, no. Okay. Um, I mean, a lot of passing yards, a lot of touchdowns. No, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, but I mean, first ballots, and, it, and it's going to depend a lot on his ballot, I guess, too. I mean, to be fair. Um, but I mean, like, first ballots are, are like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, things like that. Yeah, I guess like you said, it depends on who's on the ballot with, you know, mm-hmm. be a crappy class. I don't know. Um, Jared Goff did, was not going to play. He was not scheduled to play because he had had surgery on his thumb two weeks ago. And so he was sitting out and they had Wolford go in there and, and start the game. And I guess he got hit diving for a ball. I don't have the, the video of that. I couldn't find that. But he got hit diving for the ball, got taken away in an ambulance, went to the hospital. He was back by the end of the game. They said it was like a stinger or something like that. But mm-hmm. 
Jared Goff had to come in and play with that surgically repaired thumb. Uh, and the Rams happened to pull it out. It was actually the, the Cam Akers show because Cam Akers went for like 137 yards or something like that. Yeah, he balled out. And honestly, Aaron Donald got hurt too. Um, and so I'm pretty sure he didn't play for like the second half of the third quarter and then the rest of the fourth quarter. Um, I, I mean, it was, a, it was a performance. I mean, Russell Wilson kind of shit the bed. Uh, the, the Rams defense stepped up and played extremely well. But nonetheless, I don't think Russell Wilson played well at all. He, he, he did not perform well at all. He didn't, and you mentioned Aaron Donald, and that was when I was looking up the defensive stats. Uh, Aaron Donald had two sacks and three quarterback hits, so even in, in, in two in two and a half quarters, too. Yeah, just an absolute mall monster. Uh, you brought up uh, Russell Wilson, and that's where my question was: This uh, about Russell Wilson is is he elite? Because we've always said Russell Wilson's in that elite class with the Mahomes, with you know whoever else. But you know now I'm looking at his stats. Regular season elite, yes, kind of like Peyton Manning, right? But in the playoffs, his numbers go down significantly, and this game was no different. I mean, he his touchdowns go down. He goes from a, a three to one touchdown to interception ratio to two to one. Uh, his completion percentage goes from sixty five to sixty, uh, almost fifty nine. You know, so I mean, yeah. he is he really an elite quarterback if he cannot perform in the playoffs? And I know he won a Super Bowl, but that was really the defense that won that Super Bowl. Um, yes, I still think he's elite. I mean, I don't know. If he's not elite, he's like right there, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like he's like the the semi. I don't know what you would even call it then, but he's he's right there. Right. Well, I'd always thought it was Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson were your top three. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he falls off of that tier, and now it's just those two, and then he's kind of a tier below. Yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would definitely say so. All right. Well, and it's sad because I've always thought, so I went from, I was not a Russell Wilson fan at first. And then I became a Russell Wilson. I was like, man, he's really good. You watch him play. And I'm like, he's really good. (laughs) And then, but then looking at the playoffs, I'm like, he just doesn't, I mean, his team will carry him, but like either it's Marshawn Lynch running for 126 yards. or It's a defense putting up a shutout. You know, he's not going out there and throwing for 350 in a playoff game. Winning a ball game. That is true. And, and, and I mean, I never, I guess really thought about it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got to win those kind of games and play that kind of way to be considered an elite quarterback. Uh, in the Tampa Bay game, this is your game, Tampa Bay does beat Washington. You know, no big surprise there, beating the 7-9 and nine Washington football team. <laughs> but it was really uh, Taylor uh, Heineke who stole, yep. the, stole the show, uh, went out there and played really, really well. Uh, he's only on a one-year deal with Washington. But uh, over 300 yards passing and a one-touchdown, one-pick. Um yeah, so, I mean, overall, he played great, and I'm curious your thoughts. I mean, I'm sure you watched the game, uh, what you thought about his play. I mean, he did. He played extremely well. Uh, like, these kind of plays, like, it was just like, man, what the fuck? Uh, he was just very, I guess, elusive right there was the the play where I guess he uh, separates his AC or sprains his AC joint right there. Um, but uh, speak, oh, Chase Young, zero pressures, zero quarterback mm-hmm. hits. Say, I want Tom Brady, right? Yeah, yeah. Well done, bro. That offensive line played extremely well, to be fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, he played extremely well, and and I mean, he's got to earn himself at least something at this point. You would think. I mean, well, that was, I mean, what do you do? Because he's an unrestricted free agent. So I mean, what does he really play for? What is his demand going to be? Because he kind of reminds me of. Chase I don't, you remember, 
No, I was thinking like Matt Flynn. You remember Matt yeah. Flynn went out yep, and had I that six-touchdown game, 400 yards passing, and then basically the Packers traded him for a first-round pick to the Seahawks, and Russell Wilson was a rookie, beat him out for the starting position. Yeah. Uh, so he had that one great game, and I'm like, is this going to be the same situation where teams are going to look at this one game and overpay somehow some way for him? Most likely, yeah. I mean, that's I just what they do. How do you compare him to, say, somebody like – I mean, Gardner Minshew has a lot more starts, but, I mean, in terms of comparing the two of them, because to me they seem similar. Um, I would probably favor Gardner Minshew just because I've seen more tape on him. I know what I'm going to get. But then again, that's also could be a negative. With Taylor Heineke, you don't know what you're going to get. Like, could you get a star? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Gardner Minshew, you know you're not going to get a star like somebody like that. Taylor Heineke – could he play this level for a, a sustained amount of time? You don't know. Like the, the I'd say he won't. You know what I mean? Because he hasn't done it yet, and I mean he was the third stringer at Washington. So, you know, he was in New England. I think a lot of New England fans don't realize that he was like a practice squad player in New England at one point. Wow, that's wild. Uh, but now speaking of New England and Tampa, obviously Tom Brady doing just what Tom Brady does, 381 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions, winning another playoff game. Just you know, Nobody cares anymore. It's just he does it so often. Uh, <laughs> I care. I, I, know, I know you care. And that was my first question. playoff win in, I think, 17 years. So well, That's my thing. Is so I remember when he first signed with Tampa, how excited you were, and now getting to see him play in the playoffs and be playoff Tom. It's like, hey, this is what we wanted right here. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Like, it's so funny. I watch these games, and I'm not even nervous. Like, I watch them, and I'm like, like, it's, like, granted, it was Washington, but I was watching this game, and I was like, oh, like this, we won this game. I'm not even worried. I, I, you know, I know we're going to New Orleans next week, and honestly, like, truthfully, I'm not even worried. I know we just got beat 38 to three. I know logic. We just got beat the, the game or the week, uh, the for this week two matchup. I think it was too. I don't care. It's playoff Tom Brady. He's going to win. He's just going to win. That was always my take when he was here in New England was like, we would be down six, you know, two minutes to go. And I'm like, yeah, we're probably going to win. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why we're worried here. It's Tom fucking Brady. I don't know. What, like, even if, like, Bruce Arians or Byron Leftwich call something, Tom Brady will be like, no, no, no. I got it. It's playoffs. They got this, guys. You hang out. I'll <laughs> earn you your check. I was telling my daughter about it. she she wants to watch him play so bad because I was telling her how he you know he taps his helmet that's his thing, um, and I was explaining to her I said all that I said usually do does it on run plays and it's just switching which side it goes to, yeah. um, but I said every game you'll see him tap his helmet and he says something he's like yelling at both sides tapping his helmet. <laughs> said, no, I want to see that. I'm like, all right, well we watch a game we'll see him do it like fifteen times. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, Saints and the Bears were on Nickelodeon. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have any highlights for this game. First of all, yeah, I heard it was incredible. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I heard it was really good, too. That, that's the thing. I didn't watch it either, but I, I heard it was really good, and I didn't have any highlights because I was like, well, that's the Saints and the Bears. The Saints won, which they're supposed to do. Mitchell Trubisky lost, which he's supposed to do. Um, nothing really exciting about this game, but I just thought the fact that it was on Nickelodeon, that's where you had to go to find it. I mean, you could watch it other places could also watch it on Nickelodeon. Alright. Yeah. I, I'm almost curious to go back and watch the Nickelodeon broadcast to see. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was great. I'm not going to lie. For multiple people, I heard it was fantastic. I saw somebody asking if this was just a, a way to you know, indru- indoctrinate the youth into the, the, the sports. Yeah, it of course. Yeah. It's exactly and, what it is. And they should be indoctrinated. It's, it's the greatest game in the world. Right. 
I also just realized I spelled Saints with the S before the T there. <laughs> <laughs> Saints. Yeah. Which actually, we spelled Philadelphia wrong on the draft episode. Did and we? I, uh, well, I did. But, um, yeah, this is and, I didn't do it. That's but you sure. did, and this is the thing, because somebody commented, they said, hey, who spelled Philadelphia? I said, I did, and I originally spelt it the correct way, but you spelt it wrong in your list that you sent me, so I thought uh, I spelled it wrong, so I switched it back to what you spelled it. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I did not spell it wrong. You did. Um, all right. So Lamar Jackson gets his first playoff win. Uh, it's his third playoff start. No, I didn't. I think P H I L A. Yeah. It's I L I, isn't it? No. All right. I don't know. The person uh, actually gave me a hard time about having I L A. No, it's Philadelphia. That's how you spell it. Your That's first, the first to give you a hard time is a re-re. That wasn't on purpose. But <laughs> was it? That's perfect. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so Lamar Jackson gets his first career playoff win in his third career playoff start. And I guess that puts him in the same class as guys like Drew Brees and Warren Moon, who also got their first win in their third start. For all those people who are crapping on Lamar Jackson about not being able to win the playoffs, not everybody wins. Not everybody's Tom Brady. Not everybody wins the Super Bowl their first year. You know, you, it takes some time. This is his third season. Now, granted, uh, he didn't have a great passing game, but he ran for 136 yards. Yeah. Um, and it was the runs were crucial. And honestly, the runs were what won the game. And I mean, He's a great running back. He is. I mean, he's lethal as a running back. I mean, look at this. He's just explosive, and he reads the field well. And, man, you give him the ball and, and let him run, and he's really good. So, Well, I know that um, looking at my statistics here, I'd had you know, Derrick Henry only had 40 yards rushing. So the really had 16 good. carries. So, I mean, they, they really kind of screwed up their whole shit there. Who's that, Derrick Henry? Or, yeah. Well, there, he had 18 carries. Uh, same thing. Well, so almost twenty carries for the game, but he I mean, had only a, not enough carries. Well, so. well, you're averaging two point three yards per carry. Uh, whatever. <laughs> he just stopped giving to the running back. Um, I just figured like the Ravens did a good job shutting him down. He didn't get to go off uh, beast mode on them. Yeah. Uh, the game after that I have is the Browns beat the Steelers, what and the how awesome is this? Uh, <laughs> because I don't watch. A lot of people were giving the Steelers crap, and rightfully so, for their record early on. They're like, oh, so they're 11-0, but they beat the lowly Browns. I'm like, well, the Browns are playoff bound. Yeah, exactly. So it's like they're a solid team. And I love that uh, it was a Juju said, well, you know, it's just the same old Browns. It's just gray faces and whatever. And Juju needs to stop talking and dancing. He needs to stop. I think at one point he was dancing like in the fourth quarter when they were losing. On logos and shit, too. It's like, dude. I mean – I don't get it, but I, I was happy for the Browns. I mean, first time since was it Bill Belichick was there? Yeah, I mean, good for them. And honestly, they look dangerous. They run the football well. And I mean, Baker Mayfield, if he can not turn the ball over, I think they're a decent football team. I mean, they are. Now, my question for you is this: on a you know, putting it on a scale, I was like, you know, is it the Browns are dangerous, like you're saying, or are the Steelers just overrated? A little bit of both. I mean, I still think the Browns have a good recipe to win football games, and that's why they won 10, 11 football games now at this point. You run the football really well, and you play good defense, and you don't turn the ball over, and you're going to win a lot of football games. I mean, we got two running backs who can run for 125 yards if they want. And- exactly. And then the defense is you got Miles Garrett, and you got Denzel Ward. Like, you got 
a lot of talent on that side of the football. And, you know, I, I mean, they, if Baker Mayfield can do what he does in this game, like he did in, in, in or he did in this game, if he can continue to do that, I mean, they're, they're going to be a tough football team to beat. But that was a quick uh, run through actually the uh, the playoffs. That was, that was all the playoff games that I had uh, because after that we get into NFL news. And the big news that I, I thought big news was that the NFL is discussing whether or not they're going to have a combine this year because of COVID and they don't know all that, you know, masks and whatever. But my train of thought was this. We talk a lot and we did we just did the mock draft and we talked you talked about Trey Lance and how he's gonna wow all these people with his combine speed and his athleticism and his interviews. And if there is no combine, like who are some of the guys that that's really gonna hurt that not having a combine? A lot. All, pretty much all the guys who then didn't play this entire year. Um, because now it's where do you go to like show what you can do essentially. I mean uh, obviously there's going to be pro days and things like that still, but I'm telling you, people take this combine seriously, take these numbers seriously. And, and I, I don't see any way they don't. I mean, it, it'd be so wild for them not to, I mean, they're playing sports. Who gives a shit about like the combine? Like what's the difference? Well, I don't know. I think cause a like lot wear of- a mask when you're not participating in a drill. And then when you participate, take your mask off and then put your mask back on and you're good to go. I do think that, you know, they also have the team workouts. Like Alabama has their own workout. You know, mm-hmm. Clemson has their own workout. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe the teams just do that instead. Like, you know what, then it's controlled by the team, you know? Yeah, but people don't put as much stock into it because it's not controlled by the NFL. It's controlled by the team. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, it's not the same thing I'm telling you. It's not at all. Why, would, why, why wouldn't Alabama inflate their numbers? to get their guys drafted higher. Like, why wouldn't they do that? Well, it, I mean, you still have to run. You still have to jump. Yeah, but it does. So, yeah, but like you can run. The time isn't electronically timed by scouts that are there, like, you know, and then timed electronically by the NFL combine. Like it's hand timed by like an Alabama fucking water boy. You know what I mean? Well, I think each coach or scout has their own stopwatch. Yes. But the point is, is <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is if they don't have the combine, then, what they obviously each of these pro days they're not going to send every scout to these pro days that would just be not allowed also so if there's not a scout there to do their stopwatch then that's you're going to get inflated times from these pro days i guess i don't know i I mean it's happened before like uh damn who was it last year oh cameron dantzler ran a four six three at the combine then at his pro day runs a four three one like that's like i'm telling you like that's the shit you're gonna get like you're gonna get a lot of that I always felt like the biggest difference is like the the drills, right? Because you're having the quarterback who they're used to throwing to the receivers they're used to, mm-hmm. as opposed to just throwing to strange receivers, which you might do your rookie year in the NFL, sort of people you're not used to throwing to. Very true. That's a hundred percent true. I did notice that when I watched the um, the Bill Belichick Nick Saban's uh, ESPN Thirty for Thirty. It was funny how Nick Saban had said that Bill Belichick is one of the few coaches in the NFL who actually asks him about his players. Like he said most coaches don't ask him about Oh, him. ask him about his players? Huh. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's weird. He said that Bill will ask him, like, hey, well, what's the deal with this guy? You know, and and uh, Saban said, I'll, I'll shoot you straight. I'll say, you know, this is the thing. He's really good at this. You know, he's not so good at this. And he goes, I'll, I'll never pump up a guy. I'll just tell it exactly how it is. And yeah. to those coaches, he goes, but he goes, it's funny. He goes, he goes, you and maybe two other guys actually ask me about the players. Nobody else ever asked me anything. That's wild. I mean, I couldn't even imagine that. How I'm not a scout. It blows my mind. <laughs> I think that's the first person you want to talk to. Exactly. Like, I'd immediately be like, hey, coach, what's this guy like in the locker room? You know what I mean? Like, 
Also, while we're on the combine, I heard a great story uh, from Nate Burleson. Uh, he was talking about the first time he kind of met, worked with Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. And he said that the first time he ever met him, he was on the Seahawks, and Calvin Johnson was on the Lions, obviously. And he said he was a punt returner on the Seahawks. He said that, you know, Calvin Johnson, the play before, uh, had just gotten completely clean by their safety, just leveled, um, kind of just laying there. So he's running onto the field, and he sees Calvin Johnson laying on the ground because, like, it's, you know, punt team's going out. And he said he stood over Calvin Johnson, and he's like, you okay, big man? <laughs> and, uh, he said and Calvin Johnson stood up, he said, and it's just like layers kept growing on. And now I'm looking straight up at him, and I'm like, so are you okay? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm good. And he ran off. He goes, so he goes, anyways, then I'm on the Lions, and I'm practicing with him. And he goes, here's the thing about Calvin Johnson. He goes, either some people know it, some people don't. He goes, he was balls out every single day in practice. Number one effort. Like every day he was practicing like he was going to get cut if he didn't play good. Mm-hmm. Like that's how he practiced. And so it's like he was trying to lead by example. And he goes, our first practice, we go into the weight room. We're doing all the like combine type drills, you know, bench press, you know, high jump, all that stuff. He goes, so he goes, you know, most of your receivers, he goes, we get to the, do the high jump or whatever is the vertical. And he goes, you know, you're like 38, 37 inches. He goes, you know, I could get 39, whatever. He goes, so Calvin gets up there, first jump, 43 inches. Right? And we're like, damn. Second jump, 44 inches. Because <laughs> you keep jumping until you can't click the thing anymore. Yeah. Uh, he goes, so he jumps again, 45 inches, right? Jesus. And then uh, he's like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, no, you got more tries. Like, no, nah, nah, I'm good. Goes, so we get over to the bench press. He goes, again, most wide receivers, like, you know, 8 to 10, you know, on the bench press at 225. Yeah. He goes, Calvin gets up there. He's got 10. Then he's at 12, 15, 17, right? And we're like, yeah, come on, CJ. Come on, you got this, right? And then he's like, fine. He gets to 20. And on the 20th, he just kind of like goes yeah, and puts it back. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're clapping because he's number one on the receivers as far as bench press. But I, I could see he probably could have done 10 more, right? He goes, so I go over to him and I was like, hey, CJ, man, what's, what's that all about? Like, why'd you pull up? Like, you could have done more. He's like, oh, yeah, you saw that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, like, why are you holding up? Like at the the high jump, you could have jumped higher. The you know the bench press, you could have bench. Like what's up? He said and Calvin Johnson was he wanted to set the example that you know I'm the best receiver here, but he didn't want to embarrass any of the other receivers. Oh okay. And so he was like, hey, I'm gonna show that my step, my good, but I'm not gonna make you guys look bad. I mean. Still making them look bad. It makes them look worse when they realize he's not actually trying and still doing this well. Like Nate Burleson's probably like, man, fuck you, bro. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was a great story. And I was like, uh, yeah. Um, on the, uh, you know, Peterson, you, you mentioned this to me because I had it in our show originally that, you know, the Peterson was supposed to meet with ownership and front office. They'd be talking about his future. They've talked about his future. <laughs> he is not going to be part of it. <laughs> he is not a part of their future. So I'm curious. I, again, I'm, I mentioned it before we started recording. I'm not shocked at all. You know, obviously the whole benching, you know, uh, which I think actually was kind of a front office move too. you know, benching hurts to kind of get that higher draft pick. I don't think that was a horrible move, but I think maybe going to hurts. I really feel like ownership is really team wins. I really feel that. And I told you this a couple episodes ago that I felt like Went saying that he wanted to be traded was pressuring them to fire Peterson so that he get a coach that will start him. 
And you were right. I mean, and and now at this point, I think they're gonna. And I mean, I mean, there's, but do they? I mean, now at six, you've got a new coach who's got to come in and have to fit his system around a quarterback who's already in place, and then a backup quarterback who's already in place and and challenged your starting quarterback. And I mean, that's a shit show. It's bad. I don't think that they'll bring in anybody who will be like, hey, you know, Carson Wentz is the starter now. I think it'll be an open competition. But I think that Wentz will be favored. You know, I mean, I really feel like if Peterson stayed, it was going to be Hertz's job next year. Yeah. And I feel like the team feels like, listen, we've invested a ton of money into Carson Wentz starting next year. So yeah. we want to bring somebody in who's going to give him an honest shot. At least give him a shot. Yeah. And I'd, if I were them, I'd start by drafting. Um, I know we haven't picked him a wide receiver, but any offensive line help you can get him because he just had no time to throw this year. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, it's hand in hand. A wide receiver helps you as much as a as a offensive lineman sometimes. Yeah, I guess depending on how good they are. Yeah, I mean, when you've got T.J. Fulgham and Greg Ward, you need somebody to throw the ball to, man. So it seems like there's quite a few of these openings coming out. The head coach openings, obviously, I always pitch McDaniel's as the guy. Like, where would he go? I don't think he's going to go anywhere other than New England. I think he's getting paid like a head coach. So there's no reason for him to leave. Is that more money anywhere else? Mm-hmm. And just. Stay there with Kraft for as long as you can. Um, I, yeah, we said. I said I agree. Yeah, but who who would be a good I guess coach in Philadelphia? Um, the enemy, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, he's got to be the number one guy for every job. But man, I don't even know. It'd have to be somebody again. Like that's such a weird situation to go into. That I don't, I truly don't. Even, I'd have to, like I'd have to think. No, I saw this move that I guess the Cowboys are very close, or they have a deal in place for uh, Dan Quinn to be the defensive coordinator there. Yeah. And I don't hate that. I think he's a great defensive coordinator, not a great head coach, but a really good defensive coordinator. So you bring him into Dallas. I think that's a good hire. I don't like Mike McCarthy still, so I don't know what you do <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh, agreed. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I like Dan Quinn. I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I don't love that his teams like constantly give up leads at the end of games and play like shit at the end of games. So I don't love that trait. So it's kind of cowboy-esque. So I think it'll fit perfect right there. Now, and I saw what do you think about Marvin Lewis as a Jets head coach? Ew. Yeah, I saw, I saw that was a possibility. So I don't like Marvin Lewis as a coach. So I think I think he just needs to stick to being a defensive coordinator. I don't mind him as a coach. I just don't know. I mean, he's better than what you have now or what you had with Gaze. You know? Yes. Uh, but I'm just curious. I mean, he went with the I'm Bengals. better than what they have in Gaze. <laughs> the, the, uh, you know, I thought he did okay with the Bengals. Uh, didn't win a playoff game with them, right? So Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's, that's important. Um, now, here's a question. So, Because I got into this argument with uh, Jesse, actually. Not an argument, but Jesse had mentioned something to the effect of – I can't remember what head coach. Oh, Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're going to talk about. Actually, well, I'll save it until we get to Jim Harbaugh. Um, That's probably smart. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> since it kind of is related to that. 
So this was shocking to me. So I want to give a shout out to on YouTube. We're getting comments on our thing, as I mentioned, on the video that we did. And one of the comments was from this uh, person, Votify, on YouTube. Whoever you are, thank you for commenting. His <laughs> comment was that Joe Burrow is going to be ready for the start of the 2021 season. I'm like, where are you seeing that? I mean, the guy tore his ACL, MCL, had artery damage. Like, this was a major knee injury. Yeah. And then I found an ESPN article, and they said legit that he is prepared to play in the preseason and start week one. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's actually going to get there. That's the plan. Um, man, that would be incredible. I, I mean, these knee surgeries are moving so fast these days. But, I mean, still, why even do that? Why not wait till like, week four or week six if he's actually ready? Your team's not going to compete anyway, is it? Like, so, I, I mean, I think I, there's no reason to rush this. You rush him back and, and something bad happens. And, God, I mean, that would be so bungles. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think, again, it depends on how he's feeling. And it's one of those things where it's like if there's any tension in your knee, anything at all, obviously you want to take it as slow as possible. Um, but, again, if he comes up in preseason and he can run all the drills and he's running his usual 40 time and he's cutting well back and forth, and that, you know, I guess, you know, why not start in week one, I guess? I mean, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And then we'll find out all these people who are saying that Justin Herbert's better. We'll see who's really if better. If it's actually true, yeah. Um, rumors out there, Tua for Watson. I've seen these rumors, and I don't. Uh, I mentioned it to you. I said, you know what? If you did Tua and the number three overall pick, I think that's enough. You think they need to put up both first round picks and Tua to get there, which to me is then they're putting up three first round picks. Yeah, that's what you need for a quarterback, pretty much. I guess it just seems like a lot, especially since you just took two with a third overall pick. So you're trading the third pick, the third pick, and then the the sixteenth pick or whatever it is. Yeah, and you're getting a an all pro quarterback already. Like you're getting a known commodity. You don't even know what you have in two. The team doesn't even know if they like to. Clearly, if they're tr- willing to trade to it, they don't like to us. So there's talks that they may take another quarterback at three this year. So I mean, like. I, I, like clearly he's not it's not the value that I think two has lost value since he's come into the league so um that's just where I think on that well my question was this is that you know who's going to come in with a better offer than Tua plus the number three overall pick uh Dallas would you mention Dak and what uh, the 10 pick? 10 10 Dak, Dak and 10 um I think San Francisco with Jimmy G in 12. And Casario is there. So Casario, if he likes Jimmy G, it makes sense that he would do something. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that in 12 makes a lot of sense. Um, honestly, they may have to do that 12 and a second, to be fair, because um, Jimmy G hasn't performed well. Um, I, I mean, it, a team like Jacksonville could, could offer the house, you know, and offer – both their first and a first next year, you know, something like that, especially if um, Nick Saban, not, yeah, not uh, Nick Saban. Um, help me out here. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer comes there and uh, decides, hey, you know, I want Deshaun Watson, make it happen, you know. Okay. Where, where is that? Again, I'm sorry. Jacksonville. Instead of Lawrence? So would you trade uh, Watson for one overall straight up? No, it'd be it need like one and and there, it need both firsts, I think. But I mean, like that'd be the best offer. Yeah, I guess because you're getting Trevor Lawrence and you're getting another pick there. Um, yeah, I guess if that's really what you want. But I mean, I don't know that'd be a tough 
it is tough. All right. What do you think about Deshaun Watson saying, well, I was told that I was going to be involved in the GM and the coaching search, and then they went and they got somebody without asking me. I mean, should you really be involved it's, in the GM search? Well, it's not that he wasn't asked. He was asked. It's that they pretty much ignored his opinion. They went out and got a like a some kind of company to like perform a search and be like, hey, what do you think the best candidates are? And apparently they came back with Lewis Riddick and somebody else. Um, and they obviously ignored both those options and went uh, Casario. And then also, didn't they didn't tell Deshaun Watson at all. He had to find out through social media. And apparently he didn't like that. Like, that was it. He's like, you said I would be involved in this process, and you didn't even tell me what decision you were making, essentially. And again, I don't, I don't like it because it's a front office decision. Like, it's not... Like, am I going to let you know who I'm hiring as a secretary, too? Am I going to let you know who I'm hiring as a secretary? <laughs> you know, like, you know if you're hiring the general manager, it has nothing to do with the quarterback. I can see the quarterback wanting to be involved in the coach because that's going to be a guy that's coaching him. But yeah. I don't think he should be even – who cares if you let him know about the GM? Yeah, I mean, I think it matters when it's your face of your franchise and it's like kind of deciding who – especially with how he was upset with the GM – the last GM that was there and things like that. So I don't know. I, I don't like it. I, I think Nick Casario is a great hire for them, regardless of what the, you know, the, the independent research firm said or whatever it is. Casario has a great reputation with the Patriots. He's Bill Belichick's right hand man. There's a reason they wouldn't let the Texans talk to him last year. And I guess that, you know, he really wanted to be the GM of the Texans last year and the Patriot, he got kind of pissed about the Patriots saying, no, you can't even talk to them because um, you're under contract here or whatever. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good hire for him. I, I think the head coach is going to be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if it's somebody with Patriot ties just because of, you know, I don't think Matt Patricia, but I wouldn't be surprised if Patricia ends up there as a DC. Yeah. I mean, imagine if he's able to pry away McDaniels. Oof, man. That would be a huge blow to Bill to lose Casario in. And McDaniels in the same offseason. And then maybe Deshaun Watson stays if he can get Josh McDaniels. I don't know. Well, we'll Imagine though if he gets rid of Josh or gets rid of Deshaun Watson for Jimmy G twelve and like a second next year or something like that, and then brings over Josh McDaniels and you got Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels in Houston. I don't even want to think about that because Jimmy G's was playing with Josh McDaniels. <laughs> That's the only place I want to see the two of them. There you uh, go. NCAA football, the championship game is going on right now. Or started at oh, shit, it is on right now. Fuck. Alabama, Ohio State. Why are we doing this show right now? I know. Uh, because you were stuck in traffic. I'm an asshole. I sh- I tr- it's my own fault. I shouldn't have. Damn, Alabama's up 14-7. Let's go. Right. So uh, this is a game where I was just going to kind of get your take on what you think is going to happen. Is it going to be at Alabama? Is it going to be a close game? They have the over-under 75. Hold on, I'm putting it on. All right. Uh, yeah, Alabama's going to gonna crush this game, I think. Oh, damn, fumble. All right, so Ohio State just forced a turnover. So it's 14-7 Ohio State football. But I honestly think Alabama should win. I think the line was down to seven. It, it opened at seven, went to eight and a half, and then I think it went back down to seven. I'm not really sure, though. I didn't see where it finished. Um, I think they cover that. So, But we'll see. It's going to be a great game, it looks like. Good. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, Justin Fields steps up. I think that if Justin Fields has a really great game, I think you're going to see all those people saying, oh, did he play his way into the number one spot? You're going to see a lot of that. So. Which will be retarded. <laughs> but I already had to shoot down some people today who were like, hey, we already think he's number one. And I'm like, no. Well, you're an idiot. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think I think cucumbers are gross, and people think I'm stupid. So I'll have cucumbers and vinegar every day for lunch. I hate cucumbers. Do you like pickles? I love them. They're just cucumbers. They're just soaked they're in not. Except, they exactly, except they're soaked in goodness. So you see, I have... I cucumber. hate celery, too. I don't mind. It's, eh, it's kind of stringy. I don't like the stringiness. Uh, but no, cucumbers, I like, like I said, I soak them in vinegar, and it's really good. Like that. Uh-huh. Unless you don't like vinegar. But. No, I love vinegar. What kind of vinegar? Some like balsamic? What you uh, doing? Apple cider. Apple cider? Yeah. It's good for you, too. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. Um... All right, the other NCAA news, Jim Harbaugh gets an extension from Michigan, which we all think is absolutely stupid. Like, I don't understand how you give this guy an extension. He can't beat Michigan State. He can't beat Ohio State. (laughs) He can't beat anybody. He can't beat anybody at this point. Um, I don't know. I was talking to a Michigan – damn, Ohio State just scored. I was talking to a Michigan alum, and apparently he's got some quarterback. I don't know. I guess I'd have to look and see what their recruiting situation looks like. I guess he's got a quarterback that's kind of tied to him. So I, I think that may have weighed into the decision. Oh, excuse me. The decision. But truthfully, I'm not sure how they bring this guy back. It, I think it's a terrible move. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe they felt too like all of this talk about him possibly going back to the NFL was good publicity for them to have him. You know, so that recruits were like, hey, this guy's still desired by the NFL. He's going to be our coach in college. Yeah. yeah. Except he doesn't know how to coach in college, so you're exactly. good. <laughs> um, all right, so this was a comment Jesse had had. I'd mentioned you know, it's ridiculous to bring Harbaugh back. And Jesse had mentioned something to the effect of, you know, if he were a black coach, this would not have happened. They would not have given him the extension. They, he wouldn't have had as long of a leash. And I disagreed with that. I said if it was a, a big-name NFL African-American coach, like we were talking about Marvin Lewis, if Marvin Lewis was coaching at Michigan – He'd have a long leash. He had a long leash at Cincinnati. Ten years in a row not winning a playoff game. They just kept re-signing him every year. He actually had to leave. They didn't fire him. He just had to leave because they were going to keep having him come back. Yeah, I don't agree with that take at all. I mean, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. (laughs) 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 I don't agree. I think that's a stupid take. Yeah, I don't like it. Um because again, like I say, I think it depends too. Because like, if you're going to say, and, and I see these comparisons come up all the time, not to get too into the whole political thing, but when we're comparing two people, but you're comparing apples and oranges, you know, we're like, oh well, Jim Harbaugh got this extension, but you know, uh, Lovey Smith didn't get. Well, Lovey Smith sucks. Yeah, like, you know, exactly. Like, Lovey Smith isn't a good coach, and he was getting crouched at fucking Illinois and shit like that. Now, granted, Harbaugh has not been a good coach in college, but Harbaugh is a bigger name than Lovey Smith, and he at least made it to a Super Bowl in the NFL, which Lovey Smith did not do. And he's also a great recruiter. Great recruiter. Is he a great recruiter? Uh... Yeah, Rashawn Gary was like the number two overall prospect coming out of high school. Uh, uh, that Quiddy Pay kid was a really big recruit. Um, they get a ton of high recruits. But I feel like they still get out-recruited by Ohio State. Well, of course, but I mean that doesn't matter if you're still a like a top fifteen recruiting class in the nation. Like that's great at recruiting. I guess we should, should be top in your conference. I would think you know. But, I mean, when there's two hundred and eighty four teams and you're in the top fifteen, you're great. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. No, 
I think yes. you, no, not for that kind of Michigan is a Florida State, you know, Alabama. But type. if you but if you're consistently getting five star recruits and four star recruits and things like that, even if Ohio State gets five of them, if you get two, that's that's huge for your program. And like if if you don't have Jim Harbaugh, you're not getting those five star recruits. But I'm saying when the teams that are out recruiting you are the ones in the playoffs every year, you need to do something to step it up. I think you send Urban Meyer to Michigan, and guess what? They'll have a better recruiting cast in Ohio State the first year he's there. Yeah, but you also send fucking, I don't know, somebody else who's not the most famous college coach on the planet. Well, because he's a phenomenal recruiter, I'm saying. That, that yes, Jim Harbaugh is so not a good recruiter. Yes, he is. You bring Jim Harbaugh to, to – USC or somebody like that, he instantly makes them a better program and gets them better recruits and things like that. You bring him whatever program he goes to, he instantly gets better recruits because he is a Super Bowl winning coach and one big name. And it's yes, if if Jim Harbaugh goes to UConn, he will get better recruits than they're getting now because he's a huge name, way bigger than the college. But I'm saying that if you take Jim Harbaugh and you send him to Ohio State and you switch him to Ryan. I didn't say State. UConn. I said USC, who's the uh, Pac-12 champion. I know. Who's another saying, big yeah. college. <laughs> <laughs> so don't just don't – just, my point, my point is I used the big college. So I don't know what you're saying. I'm saying Harbaugh isn't bigger than USC. But if you bring him to one of those schools who out-recruits him every year, they're not going to do better with him there. I disagree. I don't. I think Michigan recruits because of the name Michigan. The yellow M is what brings the kids there, not Jim Harbaugh. I disagree. Okay. Agree to disagree then, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, NBA will not postpone its season, despite the fact they've already had to postpone the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics game because of COVID. Teams are running out there with eight and nine guys deep because of COVID. (laughs) And yet the NBA is like, no, we're just going to keep running out this season. And I don't get it like you're not in the bubble and i'm not saying you should postpone the season but maybe you should police these guys a little bit better you definitely should i mean the bubble worked so well like we saw it work and i mean i think they should maybe think about going back to it i know you can't like keep these guys in a bubble for that long but i mean if if you're not then i mean you've got to like you said police it a little better at least like the best you can i don't even know how you could but like like, I mean, like, how do you punish these guys? Like, wh- like genuinely, like, what would you do? How would you even police it? One-game suspension without pay plus a fr- uh, one-game pay in a fine. For what? For, whoops, for uh, contracting COVID, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but that's not, like, I mean, like. Not contracting, but, you know, I mean, behavior. I mean, if you're like, hey, the guy's out of the club, you know, we got reports, you know, we've got video, we got pictures, then you're suspended. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Something that's got to hurt their pocketbook because that's – I call it a pocketbook. That's all that budget. matters. Yeah. No, I know. That's all they really care about, and, yeah. and I think that will control them. The last bit of NBA news that I had, LaMelo Ball becomes the youngest player in NBA history to record a triple-double against the Atlanta Hawks, and uh, he almost did it actually the game before that against the Pelicans, against his brother. Um, <laughs> he actually had, uh, I think, 12, 10, and 9. And then uh, came up against the Hawks at what, or 22, 11, and 10 or something like that. But uh, pretty cool. I mean, I've always thought he was the best of them. Um, and now the fact that he grew like eight inches since, you know, we saw him play in high school, he's really, really good. And he shoots better than his brother. And I think that, you know, he's a legit star. Um, I do too. I mean, I really do think he's, he's big. He's continuing to grow. I mean, if he, 
if he continues to mature like this, I mean, I really think he's going to be uh, like what we thought Ben Simmons could be if he learned how to shoot. So, yep. well, I did his per 36 is right now. He's only playing 24 minutes per game, but his per 36 numbers are 19, nine and eight and a half, which is nuts. That's insane. Uh, I mean, legit star there. And the other guy there in uh, Charlotte is Boston fans are going to hate this, but Gordon Hayward is playing amazing. Is he? I haven't even been paying attention to yeah. Is he? Every, every other game, it seems like he has 44 or 38. And I mean, in Boston, I mean, he's, he's in a spot. I think he's the type of player that needs to be featured in the offense and, and then he can really excel. And in Boston, he was like the fourth option. You know what I mean? I also feel Plus like he's he, always hurt. <laughs> well, I also feel like he benefits too from a less rabid fan base. Um, you know, Boston can be brutal. I don't think he would do well in Philadelphia, you know, Chicago, LA, but I think Charlotte's perfect for him. It's, it's a small city. Basketball like yeah. Yeah, exactly. Utah was perfect for him. Yeah. Uh, also I saw somebody in our, uh, mock draft had a comment for you. They said, uh, players at BYU are not forced to go on missions. Zach Wilson has not gone on a mission. Oh, I thought they were forced, but no, I guess it's, it's always Alabama optional. Just, Alabama just scored. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's always – I know Sean Bradley one-on-one. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I think it's always optional. Um, okay. I don't know if Brigham Young did. Not Brigham Young. <laughs> that's what, Steve Young? Steve Young, yeah. His nephew. <laughs> His great nephew there. That's awesome. Yeah, he, maybe he did. Uh, my uncle went on a mission. Whoops, I hit that button again. My uncle went on a uh, Mormon mission. That's right. I forgot you were Mormon. I used to be Mormon. I'm not Mormon, but no, my uncle <laughs> has gone on Mormon. Mormon. Right? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, that's right. My apologies. I've been part of a lot of different denominations. Have you really? Now I'm part of the right one. Yeah. Which is what? Atheism. Nice. Agnostic? <laughs> Agnostic more, yeah, because I don't really know what happens you know, in the end. There's, so. there's a God. He just isn't the one they talk about in the Bible. I, I, don't even, I think that we're the most powerful beings in, the, uh, in our planet. Um, obviously I think there are aliens and things like that, but I think like, I do believe in a spirit realm, I guess. So when you die, your spirit goes like a spirit realm. It's not heaven. It's not hell. There's no judging involved. You just kind of move on to another level. Okay. Okay. So, because I take, cause I think atheists definitely just think like, Nope, once you're dead, that's it. I'm like, geez, how fucking sad is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, like, I'm not, not going to get to see my mom again. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> But that's yeah, that's pretty much all the news I have. We kind of, kind of ran through those playoff games really quick. Um, obviously, it's a it's a shorter show. I know we're starting a little bit later. We had quite a few uh, you know viewers early on, so I'm just curious if you had any takes and anything that you had seen that we kind of skipped over. Um, no, I think we're good. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, obviously Saturday will be a good show. We're potentially bringing in a third man. We'll see how that all goes uh, for Saturday, and. Um, yeah, hopefully there's some big news. We'll see who wins this game. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the uh, upcoming playoff games that Sunday. Yeah. And uh, other than that, yeah, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's a short show. We didn't keep you up too late. Uh, thank you for uh, all the YouTube followers. Super thanks for all the people watching, and hopefully it leads to you guys watching this one and the next one and the next one. Subscribe. Tell people about it. You know, We definitely love word of mouth. You're like, hey, this is this really cool show. I think we put on uh, a pretty solid show, except for times when you know, Sully says things that, like it's not the M that gets all the recruits there. But you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't speak to the show, people. He doesn't. I do, guys. Everybody knows. <laughs> everybody. Knows. I mean, it's no shocker that our most watched episode was my beautiful face talking about the mock drafts. You know what I mean? So let's Let's be real here. 
<laughs> right. Well, I threw it to Kenny last week. You, you want to do it this week? Yeah, I mean, this show's over like Wayne G in the argument, right? It's over! <laughs> it's over, ladies and gentlemen! 